Annie's waiting, but you guys aren't because you are already listening to the fourth episode of Lost in the Fold. You're here. It started. You don't have to wait anymore. He's been practicing that intro for like four takes. Yes, absolutely. Uh, you guys don't have to wait anymore. We have the episode right here. It's starting now. And welcome back, Max Gongaware. It's good to be here. Thank you for keeping me coming back as your guest. You are the co-host of this. You're not a guest. Uh, this is this is just as much your show as it is mine. Yeah, I feel like I'm the guest. You're the what? What, what can I do? Like what can the, I do to be more inclusive? You're the of Mrs. You and Potts your of my life right now, and what, I am your guest. What can I do to make you feel more included? That you're the person that no is, being is, being a guest. How how can I feel more included than being a guest? Some people don't treat their guest well. Well then, they're not being like then they're not being treated as guests. They're That's being treated as something else. I, I feel like being called a guest implies positive care. Hmm. Well, all right. Well, if you're you're a guest of this podcast, but you're not, you're I'm going to treat you like a, co- a co-host, a co-host, a co-host. Um, so I might not be positive with you all the time, That's as fine. we've seen on previous albums. That we have seen it. Yes, that I don't like stuff, and you do, and we've you know, seen a lot of that. We've seen zero of it. It's an audio podcast. Seen is a homonym. Is it? S C E N E and S E E N. Yeah, what do those mean? Uh, who cares? Okay, great. Um, so welcome back. Episode four. We are talking the about The Phantom Menace. <laughs> yeah. Every, every every time I say episode, are you episode five next I f- week? I just feel like Disney has trademarked the episode blank, you know? Sure. I mean Lucas did it before. It got sold to Disney. Right, but so now Disney did it. Sure. They don't, but Disney owns Marvel. It's not like they sit there and they're like, Marvel, episode three, Infinity War, Avengers. Eh, you're probably right. You know more about movies than I do. That's why I'm on the music arc. Yep, that's right. Welcome. So this is a part of the music arc. We are doing our subcategory show of Lost in the Folds. <laughs> um, so I hope you've enjoyed listening to the Blanchard Brothers, but this week you're listening to us, me and Max. So put the Blanchard brothers on the side. They'll be back later. We're talking now. It's, the, it's our time to talk. The Blanchard brothers sounds like a, 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 a like a couple side characters in like a Pride and Prejudice type book. You know, like they're not that important, but like they're in the book. Like Jane Austen wrote about the Blanchard brothers. Yeah. Like, oh, the Blanchard brothers. They live in the house over the field and the, the, like, the thing. Like the main characters went to a party at the Blanchard brothers' house. That would be a fun party. I'd go to that party. But not like the Blanchard brothers, you know. Like these are some Blandard brothers. No, it's, uh, I, the Blanchard brothers, I know. I mean, it'd be fun for me. We'd talk about movies and music all, all the whole time. I'd be out of there. You'd be bored. Yep. I think they'd treat you well. You'd be a good guest at their party. I would be a good guest. Yeah, but they, they'd treat me. They well. would treat you. They would treat you like a guest. It, it, they would be. I would be a good get for their party. Oh, absolutely. You bring the I'm, fun. I'm such the a wit. Good, I'm such a good party attender. Yeah, I'm really good at like inserting myself into social situations. Yeah. And Tell me more about that. Mostly, I just like my go-to move is like if I see like a group of three to four people that I like know and like feel comfortable inserting into my in, inserting uh, myself into a conversation, I'll like kind of step into the circle and just start laughing, as if somebody just told a really good joke. No matter what was just said. Yeah. Well, I usually don't know what was just said. How was that? How's that play out for you? They usually look at me weird for a little bit, and then they continue their conversation without including me. But at least I'm now in the circle. You're in the circle. They've yeah. opened up to you. They've they've opened up a little bit so you can stand with. At least them. I can stand there and not have to just sit and look at my phone. Do you have a rules? Sometimes of like, I usually just prefer to sit and look at my phone, though. Sure. Do you have like what are Max's top three party going rules? 
that you have to abide by if you really want to have a successful party going experience. Rule number one is that there are no rules. Okay. Rule number two is we don't talk about the fact that there are no rules. Okay. And then rule, and number, rule number three is no touching of the hair or face. <laughs> okay. Right. Absolutely. Especially with you, such a beautiful face and such beautiful hair. Yes. Yeah. I would agree. Uh, y'all can't see it because this is an audio formatted. Yeah. Go podcast. go check him out on uh, on Instagram and the Twitter, and then he does selfies. I'm not a big selfie guy. You could be. I'm a selfless guy. Oh. Which is like my way of saying that I don't take selfies. You really are selfless, Max. Thank you. That's why you're doing this for free. Yep. As am I. So thanks, the Ark of E. We love you. We are very selfless in this. There's four minutes of free content for you. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. So um, we are listening. What the album we are talking about today? Ben Folds is no longer with Ben Folds Five. It was a bad breakup. Was it? I don't know. You know anything about the breakup? Darren Jesse started his own band eventually. They're called Hotel Lights. So did he leave to do that just for fun? or Because, I mean, they come back oh. and make another album later. I have no idea. Yeah. I think they so were still friends. I think Ben Folds was like... I want to do my own thing. I don't know. I don't know the story. But does it? But this album, Rock in the Suburbs, his first solo album... Correct. Doesn't sound a lot different than... Well, it's basically still him, a guitar or a, a bass, bass player, player and, and a, a drummer. drummer. Yeah. So they're just not those guys. So they don't call them Ben Folds 5 anymore. Yeah. And I guess he does. Did they do a lot of writing together on the Ben Folds Five stuff? And so is he just wanting to take complete creative control? I guess. I don't know. Well, before we dive into that album, let's dive into our first segment, which is the music corner. This week, we're not talking about albums that we've listened to. We're going to talk about things we're excited for coming up in the music world. Um, so, Max, what do you got coming up in the music world that you're pumped and jazzed for? Um, the music world. Well, I don't know. I don't really like look ahead into what's happening in the future in the music world so I, like I, there's a, uh, a basketball tournament coming up soon that oh so nothing to do with me you're very reactive in the music world not very proactive and paying attention to stuff so no I albums so. you're anticipating i just bought tickets to two pittsburgh pirates games and there will be music played there Ooh, what, oh, so you're doing a little baseball then yeah go baseball oh wow how'd you get that queued up so fast sounding good like that Shouldn't be boxing the podcast. Yeah, what song is this? It's called Centerfield. It's by John Fogarty. Yeah, Centerfield. Ooh, Pirates, Centerfield. Is that a little that's a little rough for you, right? No, they've got um the guy named Starling Marte who will now be their center fielder. Okay. He's I like gold, him. He's a gold glover. Yeah. Nothing nothing interesting has happened in Centerfield other than that, I don't think. He was also there. He was their opening day center fielder last year too, so no changes. No changes. Yep. Well, let's be real. Like I think Pirates fans were probably hurt that McCutcheon went somewhere else. What? Right. He. I mean, the, he was traded. It's not like he. He chose to, but that still stinks for you guys. Yeah, he was the face of the franchise for close to ten years. He was his debut was in two thousand nine. Seems like just yesterday. Uh, he was the National League MVP in two thousand thirteen which was the same year that the Pirates made the postseason for the first time in 20 years, 21 years. So you're going to a sports game. They're going to play music there. That's about, sports the, game. That's, the, uh, that's about the thing you're excited for. Big sports guy. The only reason we talk about sports is because we're in Durham, North Carolina right now, recording in Where they the have sports. Sports Channel 8 studios, yeah. and so we're contractually obligated to talk about a little bit about sports. We have to be content with our sports content, you know? Yeah, absolutely. So... You're going to a baseball game. I am stuck. Two baseball games. Two baseball May games. May 11th and May 12th. He Ooh. got traded to the Giants, and I immediately went and looked at when Giants the Giants tick. were coming to Pittsburgh, Ooh. and I immediately bought 
tickets for two of those games, two of the three games of that series. Nice. So at the time of the recording, probably not at the time of what, um, when you're listening to this, Say Anything is doing a tour where they're going through their three albums, first albums. So they're self-titled, In Offense of the Genre, and Is a Real Boy, um, in reverse orders, how they came out. But I'm excited for that, so I'm going to go see them at the Cat's Cradle in Carborough. Um, and so I'm pretty jazzed for what they're going to be putting out then. Sounds like jazz. So that's going to be a blast. I'm going to love bet. that. Yeah. You want to go? I'm going to skip that one, buddy. It's uh, it's $40 tickets for two nights. No. Any, any interest in going? Not at all. You went to one concert with me. And I hated it. Yeah. What was it? Oh, brother. Ooh, that's right. That was a blast. I had a really good time there. Mm-hmm. You disliked it so much. I don't know if we've talked about this before on mic, but. I think we have. Yeah. You are not a fan. Um, so yeah, so I'm pretty jazzed about that. They've, they did already did part one of that tour, but again, it's really cool to do two nights, three albums straight through. So I'm, I'm pumped. Neat. But yeah, so getting into I'm pumped the, that you're pumped. Oh, thanks man. I'm glad you care. Yeah. But it seems like you don't really care. I mean, I'm doing my best. <laughs> All right. So we got rock in the suburbs. Yeah, we do. Uh, let's jump into gong aware of our roots. What was going on into this, this time of this, when did this come out? 2001. Uh, yeah, 2001. It came out on September 11th, 2001, which is nothing more. Like We don't need to discuss that too much further, but it is an interesting tidbit. It makes you wonder, like, how did this album sales go? Not that that mattered. Like, there were much more important things going on that day, but yeah, that's, an, that's enough that's, of that. That's a weird, interesting thing that happened. So it was released then. Um, weird day for an album to be released. Yeah, I'm sure there were many more it. albums that were released that day, too, but I don't know. Um, uh, so also in 2001, uh, Duke had won the national championship that year boo. in basketball. Uh, I'm sure that we could have some Duke fans listening who I hope will continue listening despite your disapproval of their team. Yeah, that was a fun team, the Jason Williams team. Yeah, did you actually like them? Or as a because you were a kid, I would have been rooting against them in the national championship game. So I, when I was young, less now than than when I was younger, but when Duke played, I I felt like an intense hatred for them as a child. Wow. Which doesn't make any sense, but like you hated the child, the child versions of them. You hated you, you hated them as a child. Yep. Huh. No. Weird. What was Jason Williams like as a child? Mean, mean as a snake. Really? Yeah, I don't know. He doesn't seem like he would have been that. Mean. I don't know who he is, so I have uh-huh. no idea. But just the national player of the year. Oh, uh, good for him. I've never won that award. Have you? Not, not in that sport. No. Would you? <laughs> have I you got, ever won an award before? Yeah, I got the director's award for the Fire of the Carolinas for my excellent cymbal playing in the Elon marching band. Oh. Director's award. That's Alex. a that's a music award. Yeah. You've won a music award. How do you think I got on the Arc of E's music arc, man? I don't know. You got to be a special guest to do that. That's something like the mar- the Arc of M. The Arc of music. E. So it's entertainment. What's well, the music arc, which is a part of the Arc of E? But like, can we do like an Arc of? Him? I don't know. You got to talk to the boss. Who's that? Noah. That's not even a joke. Noah's Ark. It's Noah's Ark. So, wait, is that why? It's that? I have no idea. Huh? Huh? Wow. 
All right. Well, anyways, so what let's, else let's, was going on in 2001? Uh, I mean, Bush gets inaugurated. On January 20th. George W. You know, it was the I believe it was the 20th Amendment to the United States Constitution that said that presidents from here on forward will be inaugurated on the January 20th. There's a fun fact. I'm pretty sure that's true. The tw- Because I remember the mnemonic device was the 20th Amendment was the one that said you get inaugurated on January 20th. You always, I, I don't, is that right? Yeah. Huh. Somebody double check me on that, but I'm, I feel good about that. Oh, there you go. Um, and, and then also you had the, uh, the uh, WWF bought out the WCW. Oh yeah, of course. That's something I knew. No, I know. I know a lot about that. It's a wrestling thing. Do you smell what the Rock's cooking? That's about my wrestling knowledge is very limited. Well, that was that was that year. Two thousand was a big year. That was when like the Rock was big in the wrestling thing. Two thousand one. Yeah. Well, the 2000, 2001 time. Yeah, yeah that because early, that's early when 2000s. I was that's when I was in class with a kid named Christopher DeShields, and that was like shout out to Chris. Yeah, that was like what he would uh, he would yell that like in the like like upon walking into the classroom. Do you smell? What do the- you smell what the Rock is cooking? Did people like Chris? Uh, honestly, like my, my our teacher that year. <laughs> so no, our teacher that year was uh, Hardin Barker. Mr. Barker, as we called him, good dude. Ben- Benjamin Barker, not Benjamin Barker. Twenty, like he was twenty-three years old at the time. Right, we watched uh, the Price of Right, the Price is Right every day during lunch. That I loved that class, and like he would banter with Krista Shields a little bit about The Rock. It was good. He and I went to a Carolina basketball game together uh, that year because my mom. You and your teacher did, yeah. yeah. My mom couldn't go. Is that not like a weird it, like, like red flag? Looking thing back at it now, on? like there's probably some red flag things going on. But like, it was my parents were like, "Hey, Mr. Barker, we know you're a Carolina fan. We can't go to the game. Will you take Max with you?" So it was like fine. Okay, yeah, and, and sure. he brought he brought his girlfriend along so that um the the rule yeah, of the three. rule of three yeah, yeah. good yeah I don't know if that's why he did it. I, it's a smart move that brings someone else with you. It makes it less creepy for sure. Shout out, Mr. Barker. Hey, thanks for not being creepy, Mr. Barker. He and I are Facebook friends. Ooh. Yeah, I added him right after fifth grade. <laughs> yep. I was ahead of my time. Yeah, you really, you were on it with all the college kids when you had to have a collegiate email address. That Emicon email address was really, uh, could fool some people. Yep, absolutely. So, all right, let's get into Rock in the Suburbs. Ben Folds goes solo. Sure does. Puts out this little record records it in 2001 and we get we kick it off with the song that we've already listened to um the start of it annie waits um which is a, i feel like a pretty well-known song uh, i think that that's probably in the top five of like if you know ben fold songs like that's one that'll be named relatively quickly i didn't i mean i didn't know that it's always like as a person who just listens to ben folds a lot i'm not like i know that brick was a big song yeah i think that would people. be in the top five i think rock in the suburbs is up there i think annie waits is up there so this is probably one of his more famous albums, if I had to guess. Sure, if you, I mean, I listen to them all a lot, so like sometimes I don't know like what the uh, the common person actually knows of Ben Folds, you know. Yeah, so let's go through track by track like we always do. Annie waits. Give me your thoughts, man. Talk about it. It's a good song. It's about a it's about a uh, very patient woman named Annie. Mm. Yeah, and, uh, tell me more. She waits. She just waits for things. Yeah. Um, but oh, you you just like it? You think it's a good song? Yeah, it's a you know it's another fun song. Yeah, I think um, <laughs> I don't know if I prepared very well for this one. <laughs> I like you're it. supposed to be the resident expert. You're supposed to have these things memorized and know all the songs. 
Um, overall, I, well, I do you know, know the song. I dig this one. It's uh, it's catchy. It's smooth. Uh, but I really love the pre-chorus, like the headlights crest the hill, like that whole section. Yeah. Um, of anyway, it's I think is really shines and um, it's diverse inside the song. There. The headlights shine. Ooh, I, that was not even on purpose. On porpoise. What? Well. Um, and doesn't no. follow a normal. To me, it doesn't follow a normal ABABCB format. Like it's got its own. It's very diverse within the song, and the way that it's structured, and I think it plays well. Yeah, I yeah. agree. So, and then uh, that goes right into Zach and Sarah. Zach without a C. It's and Sarah without an H. Yep. And uh, Folds immediately shows off his piano skills, which uh, he always does, and he's it's always still impressive. So as we see, and, and it's never a secret, dude knows how to play guitar. We talk about it, or not, not guitar, piano. Knows how to play piano. We talk about it every episode. He knows how to play piano. I you mean, heard it here first. <laughs> ben Folds knows what he's doing when touching the, the, the keys of a piano. Tickling the ivory. He's tickling the ivory. Um, overall, I think that song, it's good. It's a good song. Uh, it's not one of my favorites on the album, but it's good. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Where, do you think it's one of the better ones? Is that a song you really enjoy? I, so as, overall, I think this is one of his stronger albums. Uh, so like, I like a lot of these songs, and like, there are I've had many repeat listenings to most of these songs. Yeah. So in the context Speaking of this of album, is Zach and Sarah like one of the better ones, or are you like, no, there's other stuff on there that you'd rather listen to? Here's the thing: is that they're all one of the better ones, you know? Okay, so all you're talking about every song in this album is on every your song like, he's ever done is one of the better ones. What you've got a you've got a top fifty list of Ben Fold songs. Zach, are you asking me if Zach Sarah Zach and Sarah makes the list? Yes, I don't think it does quite. Yeah, so it's again so good song. I good think it probably song. makes my top fifty of, of songs. Well, you've only heard four albums worth, so yeah, you're probably right at about fifty. Yeah, and so far they've all made your top fifty. I don't know, dude. Whether you I'm, like it or not, I don't think so that's true. I think that I already know that some aren't on that list. Um, so I think it's a strong track. I'm not a fan of his vocal fills again on this. We talked about this last episode. He does the la di da di da di da like parts of this song. I just I don't think he's he's not a great singer, and so those moments are just kind of like, whatever. I don't think it. Does. I'm going to say that every time. Yeah, and I disagree every time. And, and that's fine. I, and this one's repetitive. Um, it doesn't drag, but again, it's it's a decent song. What I'm trying to get it's, you to but do, but it's not is, one of the better ones. Is in the to album. hear me when I say that it, th- this is what he's doing. He's adding character to his music. And then, and that's me trying to convince you to like Ben Folds more, and you're sure. just like, no. Well, because I disagree. I don't I think it adds character, or you know, not good character. Um, but what I will say is, Zach and Sarah goes right into still fighting it. <laughs> you're gonna say that, huh? I'm gonna say it goes right into it because it's true. Yep. Okay. Um, still fighting it, and I gotta tell you, man, I love this song. Oh, that a boy. Yeah, it's it's subtle, it's beautiful. It, and to me it proves that to that he knows this is an example of like how simple works. Um, it's simple. He doesn't overdo it. It's but it, 
It's beautiful throughout. It's got a great hook and a great chorus, which we're about to get to in a second. And I think it's probably the best ballad that I've heard so far him do, that he's done. Sure. I think I'll still take "Evaporated" from "Whatever and Ever" as a as a as a stronger ballad uh, over this one, but I mean it's 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 still a very good one. This song was written for his son Louis. Um, there's a fun fact about the song. Yeah, well, and so this is in in the entirety of of all the music we've listened to so far. This is the the first song with the. I, don't, I mean, there's probably first songs in my memories of right now because we recorded a few uh, first episodes a few months back. Um, that I really got an emotional pool out of his music. Like I felt everything that he was putting into this. And that's, I feel like that's been rare. Well, this is his first song. Like this was his first song he's written as a parent. And that tends to bring some emotion. Yeah. And I think that it was, it was heartfelt and it was meaningful. And I wrote my, my note for this song is really great fucking song. Like it's, wow. it's, it's amazing. You know, so his son Louie is, has a twin sister who didn't make the cut on this album. <laughs> For getting a song written uh, about her. Whoops. Is she late? Did she get one later? Yeah, oh, does. that's good. <laughs> and it's like, it's just straight up her. It's Gracie. It's from Songs for Silverman. And it, her, his daughter's name is Gracie. And the mm-hmm. song's name is Gracie. So, like, in many ways, it's more clear that it's about her, you know? Yeah. So, that that song uh, is really great. And I, I think that might be my favorite on the album. It's good. Um, yeah, I just thought that was beautiful. That goes into Gone. Um, which is it, it's catchy and it's. it's this it's is one of my. This makes my best of Ben Folds list. Really, it's like, one of my favorite Ben Folds songs. I thought it was fine. It moves. It's catchy. Um, you gotta but, love uh, a song in six eight. Sure. Yeah, I mean, I love new, different time signatures. It's fun to get out of four four. Um, I'm not over overly impressed with this song. I think it's fine. It was good. I'm a big fan of this song. Um, maybe maybe it would uh, grow on you, but I I think it's fine. It already has grown on me. The question is whether it grows on you. Yeah, we'll see if I continue to listen to Ben Folds after all said and done. But I think you've already made your decision, and I'm not. I'm, there's no reason for me. That's to be not even We had so much more music to go through. And and like I said, like still finding it was incredible. He's got really impressive, great songs. As of right now, I think that they're scattered throughout his discography. I don't know if there's one album right now that come now. Whatever and ever, Amen was really good. Yeah, you rated that a nine. Yeah, so this, out of ten. Yeah, that's that's really impressive. Yeah. And so we'll see where I'm at with this one. But yeah, Gone was good. It was fun. It was just middle of the road. But I will say that I think Gone is probably one of the lower tier songs for me on this album and i think that it's just like there weren't a lot of songs on this where i was like last week with messner there were songs i was like nope don't like that song i think it's a bad song you'll as we go through this you'll see that that's not really what i thought you don't have too many of those on uh this one right um and so after gone we get a song called fred jones part two um and we went to when we went to the ben folds five concert back in 2000 sorry ben folds and a piano yep Back in 2017. May of 2017. He talked a little bit about Fred Jones Part 2. Do you remember what he said about it? I think... Well, so Cigarette, which is a song from Whatever and Ever I'm In, 
was technically Fred Jones part one. Right. And cigarette came from uh, like a newspaper clipping that he saw about some dude named Fred Jones who something happened to. And I guess Fred Jones part two is the continuation of that where it's like some, I don't, do you remember and you're just trying to meet it, get me to say No, it? I don't really remember. And I think he said something along the lines like it's half about his uncle getting fired, but half about like the story that he once saw. I think it yeah. was something along the lines. But uh, yeah, I thought Fred Jones part two was uh, is a, one of the stronger songs in the album. I agree. This is one of my favorites. This makes my best of Ben Folds list. Well, I think that just this album and some of the stronger ballads he's written mm-hmm. were on here. I love this song. Dark, there's an awkward young shadow that waits in the hall. He's cleared all his things and he's put them in boxes. Things that remind him life has been good. Beautiful. Yeah, it's soft. It's heartbreaking. It's emotional. Again, we're getting more. I'm getting more emotion out of Ben Folds on this album. He gets John McRae from Cake to sing that with him on a live album. I think he might have sung it with him on the studio version too. I'm not actually sure about that, but yeah, it's it, it gets back to his roots of like the th- one of the reasons I liked whatever and ever I'm in was the storytelling so great. Um, I didn't necessarily feel that on Messner so much. I feel it here. This like he's doing what he does at at his best. Yeah, and I think Messner is not like a. I don't know if storytelling is what he was going for on Messner. Sure, sure, but I think that that's one of the things we've talked about makes him amazing. Is a storyteller like he? He's a great storyteller. That's where his strength lies. You get that in Fred Jones Part Two. You don't necessarily get that on Messner, which I was not a huge fan of. I think more of that, which I feel like we get more of that in Rock in the Suburbs. Sure, helps elevate this album. Mm. Um, it's so a, you, you, it's, you like a good story in an album? Yeah. Well, I, yeah. Yes, absolutely. And so I think he does that better and better here. Um, so Fred, it's just heartbreaking and it's emotional and it's a great story. And we've said these things, but that's, I think that's helps it elevate it in, in this context of the album. Then we get to the ascent of Stan. Oh, it's the ascent. It's not the accent. Huh? Just kidding. I knew that. Beautiful intro, mm-hmm. leads into a solid opening verse. Mm-hmm. I dig the it, you get the the mo of Ben Folds was that that intricate piano playing under these verses, mm-hmm. um, which always plays really nicely. And it goes into a nice little chorus. I think it gets somewhat repetitive towards the end of it, but I think overall, it's a it's a pretty decent song. And I and I, I like the outro. I think like if you're like, what is Ben Folds all about? This could be a decent song to play for somebody. Like, oh, look, beautiful piano music. Oh, he continues to play the piano beautifully while singing at the same time. Oh, now all of a sudden this chorus is coming in and you're like... You can kind of hear in the background right now. Yeah. I don't know if I can in my headphones. I don't know if y'all can. I guess it depends on how loud you're listening to it. But yeah, I, I think this. Is, yeah, I think you're right. This probably sums up Ben Folds pretty well. Um, but I think, again, it gets a little repetitive. Yeah. It's a pretty good song. Pretty good. Uh, I always do enjoy when a song flows nicely into the next one. I think the Ascent of Stan flows very nicely into Losing Lisa. Losing Lisa feels like a song that you would like to me. The lights are off again. 
Well, so I wrote, I like, I enjoy this tune. Like, I like it. I think you, like, you, you mentioned on the last album that you really liked how Hospital Song goes into Army. I think you just like songs that are, when, like, it's kind of a slower ballady song that goes into, like, a just, like, quarter notes on the piano or eighth notes on the piano. Sure. I also just enjoy a good, I, just, I like, I overall enjoy when albums flow together nicely. To me, I like when a band is intentional about that. Not like a song ends, there's a break. It jumps, you know, a completely different song at a completely different So you're probably not a big fan of greatest hits albums. No, not very much. I really like the intention of an album that goes the way the artist intended it, but I really like when it's... You would get along so well with my mom. I do get along well with your mom. Pam's a wonderful woman. I agree. She's great. Shout out to Pam. Pam Cole. Not talking about the cooking spray. Thanks for all that you do. Thanks for raising a, uh, you know, a mediocre son. Yep. Here I am talking about Ben Folds for four people to He's listen to. He's done so much. Life's so great for him. Um, but yeah, so losing Lisa to me, it, it plays a little bit like a like a. Have you ever song. lost a Lisa? Yeah. I used to have a next door neighbor named Lisa, and she's no longer my next door neighbor. So, oh, so you lost a Lisa? Yeah. I don't. I can't remember if I know any Lisas. I feel like. I went to high is school. Is that a common with, name? I went to high school with Lisa. I don't think and I did. I might have. I don't know. I don't There's remember any Lisa Lisa's. Simpson. Happy birthday, Lisa. Sure, I don't Lisa, know. Lisa, it's your birthday. <laughs> <laughs> so to me, that song plays like a monkey song, but I like that it's got like a little bit of a darker chorus, so it's got like this juxtaposition of like old 60s, 70s, you know, like pop. And then... Losing Lisa is a song. The first time I ever saw Ben Folds was, I guess, maybe on the songs for Silverman Tour, but he played this song, and... I rocked out to it. I, like I, I was like, I don't know this song. Like, I don't think I'd ever. Maybe I'd never listened to Rock into the Suburbs at that point. And I was like, Oh man, this song is really good. And I like that was like when he played this one live. That was the highlight of the concert. The first time I saw it, just really, I really liked it. I yeah. think I think he played it when we saw him in May. So I dig it. I think it falls somewhere middle of the album for me. Like when it comes to all the tracks, but. Well, yeah, it's like the seventh track well, out of not chronologically. I'm talking about 12. like in a ranking. If it's I was like to rank right all the songs, the I would, you know, it's middle of the road off this album. This is not an end of the road. Boost the men. Boost the men. Boost the men. You're really good at pronouncing your bees. Yeah, I've been drinking coffee. I'm dehydrated, and my voice. I gotta lick my lips. Um, stop. <laughs> gross. Um, then we get to carrying Kathy, which uh, where you at on that? Forget, I mean, it's easily the most forgettable song in this album. <laughs> that's exactly. Like, by that's far. what I wrote. I said, uh, this song gets lost in the album. It's fine. It doesn't add or take away from anything. It's just a filler track and very uneventful. Yep. <laughs> and he knows that, too. Like, I've never heard him play it live. I've never heard of him playing it live. It's kind of like, it, there's the, the, he has another song called Kylie from Connecticut. To me, they're interchangeable. I have no idea which one is which. <laughs> This is like one of the first times where I like I feel like you felt this like melancholy about a song. Uh, yeah, I guess so. Like normally you're you're pretty like up on it, and I look at no, you. No, I love here, this. Song. I love Carrie and Kathy, but it's like you, uh, clearly you don't. You're no, like finally, I I finally, like you're it. like no, it's not for me. Like you don't even care. It doesn't make say my, it. Say it, it's not a good song, Max. Say it's not I'm a good definitely song. Definitely not gonna say, say it's not a good song. You can't make me say things I don't want to say. I'm like Ron Swanson. <laughs> there. 
do you think that every song that he's ever written is a good song? It's a work of genius. Everyone. Oh yeah. Even this one. Sure. <laughs> I feel like he worked really hard on this one. I bet. Maybe. So it's you don't think you don't think it's possible. It is a, it is in the realm of possibility that he wrote an album and was like. Yeah, I wrote the song and like, man, but it should uh, go on the album. Maybe he. Re- this is one of those songs that he wrote like 14 years ago, and it's, it's just like, like, yeah, oh. I'll put it on there. Yeah, fine, we, we'll get it out there. I don't know if that's true, but there are definitely yeah. some songs. Like Emmeline is a song that he has had for years before he finally put it on his live album, and that's the first time we ever really heard Emmeline, and I love that song. Sure, You'll, we'll talk about that later. We'll have to get to it at some point. Will we listen to Ben Folds live. That's what I'm saying. He's got so much stuff. I mean, I, I, yes, but I, you know, I think that that one will be. T- I think we can do like all the live albums in like one episode, probably, because uh, we've already talked about the songs. You're just li- like, yeah, that's fair. So you know, with the exception of like new tracks like Emmeline that we haven't heard before, we'll talk about those. But other than that, we'll just kind of like do all the live albums together, I guess. Um, and then so we go to Carrie and Kathy, which we both agree is meh. Yeah, sure. And then we jump into uh, Not the Same. Heck yeah. Is one of your favorite songs? It makes my best of Ben Folds playlist. <laughs> All 50 songs. This one's really fun live. I can see that. He played it live. Like, you've seen it live. Oh, yeah. I dig it. Robert Sledge gets a shout out here. He does. So they must still be friends at this point. Yeah. They're just not making music together anymore. I mean, I really dig the track. It's catchy. It's simple. Well-crafted hook and chorus. Like, you're good. This is one that he asks for audience participation when they do it live. They they do the harmonies going into the chorus. That's right. It, and then, like, at the end of the song, he'll just have the, the, the crowd do it all on their own. It's a really fun live song. And I like that he does that live that he, like gets people engaged i think that that's always a, a good plan he's been doing it long enough now that he doesn't even have to like explain what he's asking people to do anymore like he just goes into army and like knows that the people in the crowd are going to do the horn section yeah as as they needed as they need to as they as they do yes um not so the same great I like you get it. not the same and then you get the title track we go into what is arguably the most famous song off this album because it's the title track and people is that know why it. it's the most famous no i, I think can it name just all gets, kinds of albums it gets used the most. Um, well, this it was is on, a it was on, so like let's we we didn't talk about this. We've made references and jokes. He did "Rock in the Suburbs," um, which was on the Over the Hedge soundtrack. I right. don't know how much of that did he write the whole soundtrack for that, or just parts no. of it. He just, just did parts. like one or two songs. I mean, he did more than one or two. Um, but so he's a good he's a he's a good chunk of that soundtrack. Yeah. Um, Over the Hedge. I mean, there's a lot. Like, that's. I mean, the you can we can talk about that soundtrack. It's I on mean, Spotify. Let's, I, we, I, will, I can go look it up right now. I mean, I've got it. Uh, there's some really solid songs. Well, but we're not talking about that album right now. But yeah, like, but still, he's not the whole thing. I don't think we'll ever talk about the, the still whole album. is really good. Um, still reprise. Lost in the supermarket is pretty fun. Um, oh yeah, he does. Uh, you know, family to me. Family heist. of me is like kind of a cool. Like that has occasionally been on my best of Ben Folds playlist. It's just pretty. Look at those harmonies. Just a 90 second song. No, I'm not going to do it. So he does. So yeah, so he's got a few songs on here, but Lost in the Suburbs, or uh, Rock in the Suburbs. Uh, but he's got an over the hedge version, which is just yeah. the clean version. Yeah. 
Um, Rock in the Suburbs has um, made it into sports culture. Uh, sports Center anchor Don Bucci-Gross has been known to, uh, if somebody makes a three-pointer in a, in a highlight, he'll say, he's rocking the suburbs from distance or something like yeah, that. Yeah, because he's not in the city. He's not in the paint. Yeah. He's far out there. So that's there. kind of fun. I always love to hear that Ben Folds reference when yep. uh, John Bucci-Gross is anchoring. Yeah, well, let's listen to a little Rock in the Suburbs real fast. So, you know, it's uh, it's meant to be a little funny. It's meant to be, I think he's making fun of, like, other bands that come out of the suburbs that are, like, whining, complaining about how hard their life is. Um, at the same time, you know, I think he's, you know, life can be a little bit hard, I guess, but... Yeah, um, I think it it's a, you know, it's a kind of satirical take on just life. Yeah, and I think, uh, I think with... What I've really enjoyed about the parts of this album is the vulnerability, the emotion you pull out of songs like Fred Jones and, um, you know, it was the earlier ballad we were talking about, Still Fighting It. I think that the, you, that's great to see. I think you get away from that kind of with Rock in the Suburbs, the title track. Yeah, I and mean, I just think that's okay. like, you, you get to provide us with a balance, you know? Sure. I just think it plays as a little gimmicky and does the exact. I think it's kind of the opposite. I think, I think he knows that, though. That's sure. I want to feel the vulnerability. I think that's when he's at his peak. I think when you get a little gimmicky, you get a little like jokey. I think that drives disconnection in your music. I think that like think of all the bands that play as jokes all the time, like Bloodhound Gang, Bowling for Soup. These groups that came out in the you know early two thousands. Don't you think that sometimes creating songs that have a little bit more gimmick have a little bit more of a sense of humor behind them? make the vulner the ones that are more vulnerable even more powerful oh, that's a good point i mean that's a fair point i just i don't think i want that in my none of the great albums i think of the ones that really pull emotion out of me that i've really loved and grown up out of you know listening to over time i think of my top five top ten favorite albums and a lot of the times those don't have like joke gimmicky songs on them um i think it's just i want a, a full album that pulls different emotions out of me I think just not the, the emotion of humor. I think you can pull the emotion of, you know, irony and have humor in your songs, but not necessarily do it in a gimmicky way. I'm not saying this is a bad song. I just think that it, in the context of the album, I, it feels a little weird to me. Yeah, I think that you and I just have different uh, different ways of valuing uh, senses of humor. It also doesn't seem to, it seems to me like it's a song that like he was almost asked to write and and for by like a producer to give like his album a little diversity that is the point of the song is to make you feel like he was asked to write it fair maybe that's lost on me maybe he literally I'm, he was maybe talking I'm about his producers in the song and how they i can't remember the actual lyric it's like an important like it, it's a repeated yes, lyric it is <laughs> so makes producers fixing all my spitty tracks yeah exactly so yeah I, you know, I, like i said not a bad song it's just weird in the context of the album to me yeah, I think weirdness is okay. That's fair. Um, then that goes up into... I value weirdness. 
In the same way that you value vulnerability, I value just being weird. That's fair. There are plenty of artists that make careers out of that. I can't think of any artists that have been made a career out of being, being Not weird. Not one. Weird, 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 weird artists. Ah. No. Oh, Weird oh. Al. Um. You know, Weird Al actually has sung backup on several Ben Folds tracks. Especially for songs, specifically on Songs for Silver. Did he really? Yeah. So we'll get there. Yeah. That was a neat little segue. <laughs> we did. <laughs> hey, are we done? No, is we that got, it? We got two more songs. We do have two more songs. All right, we got Fired, which is the 11th song. I love Fired. Really? I love it. I said I like it. It's my, uh, like, it's a beautiful day outside. I'm going to drive around with the windows down and listen to Fired. Yeah, I, I, I love the pace. I love the the style. Yeah, if I was to picture you like walking around and like down the streets of Durham, like with your headphones in and dancing, like this would be the song. I, yeah, yeah, I think, I that, I think you're right. <laughs> I, I dig that, um, and I agree. I think that you put. It's a, it's it's happy. Like you're just you're enjoy you're enjoying it. Things are mm-hmm. things are going well, and you're digging it. And I think that that's great. This song's great. I love this song. It makes my list of best of Bitfold. Yeah, as it should. I, one of the better songs on this album. Um, majority of the songs on this pretty good. And then we get to. I can't wait to hear you cry and sob and just love the luckiest. You love this song so much. Oh, he's weeping in studio right now. God, it's so good. Weeping it's visibly. So, it is so good. I'm not anywhere close to being married. Oh, when I get when I get to that point, this is gonna be played somewhere at my wedding. Great. I'm sure Ben Folds will appreciate that. I'm not paying him anything for it either. It's fair use. Right <laughs> as long as you play less than thirty seconds of it, you're good. Yeah, but I don't want to hear his voice at my wedding, so it'll just be the instrumental. That's so disrespectful. That is disrespectful. Oh, I just love the piano melody. I'm gonna have somebody else sing it for me. No, no I one's gonna sing voice. it. I just want to hear the. Inf- no, like you're gonna get your buddy Ben to sing the song. He'll, you're gonna make him learn this song on piano, and he's gonna sing it for you. No, there's instrumental tracks out there because they used the instrumentation in About Time as the main score. Yeah, but like, God, but that was a good movie too. Yeah, but you like the lyrics of the song too. I really do. So why not have the lyric version? Because I don't need that. Okay. I'm trying to think, you know, I'm tr- you're trying to plan a wedding, man. You just got to <laughs> got to know what you want and and go for it. So I just want the instrumental of that song. Interesting. It's beautiful. That song is is beautiful and one of his better ballads. And I know that yeah. you've talked about it before how like you you pick better you have better ballad choices than that. Um which might be true, but I think that that song is absolutely gorgeous. I think for me, like that is an example of a song where like it almost feels like he's being very intentional about this is going to be my ballad that people are going to use to you know play at weddings like if there's an example of a song where he's kind of like being a little gimmicky i think this might be it and he i mean he nailed it sure yeah and i mean you might be right you might be right um but i maybe i'm completely off when i've talked about rocking the suburbs uh but yeah this song's beautiful and again i think you get the emotion pulled out of it this is the first album from him that i've really felt like 
emotion while listening to it. It's not, interesting how like I think, not throughout the whole thing, but in parts of it. Like I think that you, what you look for in like what you think of somebody as being genuine is is how vulnerable they are in their ballots. While not even I, like rocking the suburbs, I think is an example of like Ben Folds kind of genuinely writing a song from a perspective that he genuinely has that can kind of like it's kind of a dis, like a deceiving perspective because I don't know. All right, you've convinced me. Rocking the Suburbs has a good place on this, and, and it elevates the album. And I'm, I'm not going to let, like, I don't even like Rocking the Suburbs, that, like the song Rocking <laughs> yeah, the I Suburbs. Yeah, if I play Rocking the Suburbs in the card, you're like, oh, I don't know why I'm choosing this battle. Like, it's not, like, it's not, a, uh, it probably is on my 50 songs, <laughs> just because it, it is such a well-known song. So I feel like if I'm going to put together a best of Ben Folds, and it's, people are going to think it's credible, then I probably have to put Rocking the Suburbs on it. Maybe, but I think you do your own thing. But I think you're, I, I will give you this that it has a good place in the album. And yeah, I don't. You um maybe I wasn't being fair with him when you know I was talking about how it seemed gimmicky and out of place. And he told you to be fair on track two of whatever and ever I'm in. You're right. I'm learning things, Max. All We're is fair out. in love. Um, but so what I wrote notes notes for the whole album, pretty solid, good set of tunes. You hear that, Ben? It's pretty solid. He says it's pretty solid. And we finally get to get a Ben Folds that is creating songs that are bringing out strong emotions from the listener. Uh, it, it's. It's nice. It's they're fun tunes. They're strong tunes. It's beautiful at parts. Ben, I have strong emotions no matter what. And they make you. I feel like Ben Folds is for the first time being vulnerable in his writing process, um, which isn't fair to him. I know that that's probably not a fair statement. It's the first time I'm feeling it. He's thrown vulnerability into the fold. Yeah, absolutely. We're, it, it's it's surrounding the folds. Yes, it's a good album. I like I, as I said, I think earlier in this podcast, it's it's as they all are. It's very good. So I'm going to give it a. a, a I'm going to give it a 7.5 out of 10. Oh, wow. Why don't you just give it a 75 out of 100? Because we're on a 10-point scale. Yeah. And I'm somewhere between a 7 and 8, so I'm cheating a little bit. Okay. I'm probably somewhere around the same. I'm probably in the like the 8 area. So uh, so if we're ranking everything we've talked about so far, we've got Ben Folds 5, Ben Folds 5. we got Ben Folds 5, Whatever and Ever, All Men. We've got the unofficial or unauthorized biography of Reinhold Messner. We got Rock in the Suburbs. How you how you ranking these, you know, worst to greatest? I mean, they're all like 8888 8, 8, 8, 8, 8, 8, 8, 8, 8, 8, 8, 8, 8, 8, 8, 8, 8, 8, 8, 8, 8, 8, 8, 8, 8, 8, 8, 8, 8, 8, 8, 8, 8, 8, 8, 8, 8, 8, 8, 8, 8, 8, 8, 8, 8, 8, 8, 8, 8, 8, 8, 8, 8, 8, 8, to a T, except mine's. I think I'm a little bit more diverse than I've got. Yeah, Ben Folds five and Messner are down at like five and four, and um, whatever, never all men's a nine. For me, whatever, never and this one are both pretty darn close. I, I mean, know. it's just good, and I, I mean, I think my favorite song as of right now, my favorite Ben Folds song is still fighting it. I think that's out of all four that's albums. A song that I bet you had no idea about before listening. Mm, to this not album. at all, and I think that's my favorite Ben Folds song right now. Way to go! Yeah, it's got a music video. Does it? Yeah, they're like riding a train. Him and his son? Yeah, which is kind of interesting. Is it his actual son in the video? I don't know. No. It could have been. But when we saw Ben Folds live and he played this song, a choo-choo train was audibly whistling in the background. That's right. And then he did like a little like train, like, well, I don't even know how he would do it. It was like a little chugga-chugga, yeah. like a choo-choo thing. Yeah, 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 it was fun. Let me see what my voice did there. Yeah, that was good. It was fun. We were, we were laughing. Yeah. Tee. Um, so we got four albums done, four episodes done, or close to, 
Um, no mediocre album comparison this week. Oh. Wanted to give it a little bit of break. Max That's my favorite segment. Max hates that segment because um, he doesn't like to compare Ben Folds to, to mediocrity. But if we were to do He's one. incomparable. If we were to do a mediocre album Ooh. comparison, okay. I would. I would. There's. It is most likely this album would be better than whatever mediocre album. I'm All right. We're three and one. So three and one. Uh, we'll take it. Ben Ben Folds is three and one over mediocrity for me. You're about to renegotiate your contract because that's a solid coaching record. What season is only four games? Uh, seasons of of like there are four seasons. There are four seasons. So, is there and if if we rate the seasons three and one, which seasons <laughs> which seasons the loss? Uh. I don't know. Like they all have, I guess winter. Winter's the worst. I guess. Uh, yeah, I mean, I falls wonderful. Spring's wonderful. Spring has pollen, but it also has March Madness. That's true. So, I like spring. It's nice to you get that coming out of the winter. Yeah. All right. Let's stop talking about weather. That's, that's I'm boring <laughs> myself. I'm falling asleep here, and I've just had espresso. <laughs> coffee. We're talking about the we, weather. We just did 45 <laughs> seconds on seasons for y'all. So, podcast oh, gold. Man. Um, our listenership is going down. <laughs> our engineer in the production side of the studio is like, y'all, stop. Just, just shut up. Just shut up. Mark, he, you can see him writing something down in his notebook to cut this part. Yeah, make it. <laughs> well, it'll be in there, I'm his sure. His or her notebook. Anybody can be an engineer. That's right. Um, what are, so, we're, we're wrapping up. Make sure you, you go to thearchivy.com. we got plenty of articles about music. Oh, they're not, there's like nothing to even replace the the the. What do you want to talk about, man? This oh, is, I thought like you like we oh, we are rocking the suburbs. We are not doing a mediocre one. Then I thought you were gonna say so. Instead, this week we're. Ooh, I did forget a question on our episode three that I wanted to ask you about. Oh great! So the the what is the un the unauthorized biography of Reinhold Messer's episode three? Sure. The opening track is narcolepsy. Yeah, I agree. Which is really solid. Yes. If you have your own opening track for your unauthorized biography, what is the first song that would be like this is this is the start of Max Gongaware. This is the first track on his unofficial unauthorized biography. What song is it? Is it like a Ben Fold song? Nope, any song. God, like that's that would have been a good question to like give th- me to think about. <laughs> I just thought about the question cuz um, I forgot to ask it last episode. How about I mean, like, fired is a probably a solid pick. Yeah, right? but wouldn't that be I've like never adult been fired. you? Like that? That's like the adult you, like yeah. walking down the street. What's the what's the child you? What's the know. one that like what? brings out your child? Like how? What were you like as a child? It's unclear. Uh, <laughs> I stuck <laughs> a straw don't... in my ear one time and had to go to the emergency <laughs> room. So I guess stupid is the answer. <laughs> <laughs> I'm very like what was the context surrounding this incident? I was at a Rockola cafe in Raleigh, North Carolina, and I guess I was bored. Uh I must have finished my meal while my parents were still finishing theirs cuz I scarfed down my food. And Is that I was a like, thing you still I'm, do or are you like oh, shoveling? Yeah. I uh I was like, "Oh, look at this straw. I'm going to put it in my ear." And then I said, I, it was in my ear just kind of sticking out like, "Haha, this is funny." And then I said, "Hey dad, look." And then as he turned to look, his shoulder went into the straw. Yeah, look, he's. <laughs> it didn't feel good, and it kind of like. So, you, so that was partly your dad's fault, but partly yeah. you for setting I blame the stage you, for that. Tom. No, that was my fault. I shouldn't have been sticking stuff in my ear. Lesson <laughs> learned. So all on podcast form about child Max Gonger. We have that you used to 
to throw up during nap time in kindergarten. Yeah. And you uh, had to go to the emergency room for getting a straw stuck in your ear. And at the time of recording, Max is still single, y'all. <laughs> yeah. Sign. Come get this guy. I don't guy. know what's better, child Max tweet, or adult Max. <laughs> tweet out to him, really. Um, he, he likes to use Twitter as his dating app. So yeah, um, go out to at Max Gongaware, which uh, spelled just like it sounds. That's true too. Yeah. Shout out to Rockola Cafe, by the way. Is that still a thing? Is I don't that think exist? so. They had excellent onion rings, though. What was what was the gimmick to that? Was it like a like a yeah? It was like a. I don't know. A like 60s. a diny diner thing. Yeah. Diny diner. Yeah. Yeah. One of those so. diny diners. So so if you so your song of your choice is fired is going to be your, uh, you know, with limited time to think about it, I'll, I'll go ahead and I'll, that's that's an odd uh, immediate one that probably would make would make the album. All right. Even though I've never been fired. Okay. Yeah. There you go. Do you have an answer? Here comes the sun. For me or for you? For me. Because your name is Sunshine. Well. And I just feel like that's a good like. Can you imagine that? Do you song? have an answer? Can you, can you imagine that song as I'm being birthed, being played in like the background of like I a don't movie want song? to. <laughs> just me coming out. And do you like, have Here one? Comes the sun. Do you, do, 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 do you have one like, for me? A uh, song that is about what would be the opening track on my unauthorized biography? Mm, I don't know. See, it's a hard question. That is a hard question, but you know yourself better than I do. Yeah. I, I'm pretty open and vulnerable with myself. You got to get to know you. Right. But so. You'd know me. Um, yeah. I don't know. We're going to do a therapy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we could. All right. So thank you guys so much for listening to the fourth episode of Lost in the Folds here on the Music Arc and Arc of E production. Um, we are, this is our last episode. That's not even true. You thought we were only going to make it three episodes. We've made it four so far, and we're going to do more. So what you're saying is this is bonus content. Yeah, we're, we're, playing, we free, did, we're we, playing free baseball we right now. We did three episodes, and, and that was the end of the podcast series. But now this is from here on out, it's just all bonus content. Yeah, well, you thought we were only going to make it three. So every you yeah, know, so we're we did only make playing it three. With extra lives. And now we're doing bonus content. No, sure. Absolutely. That's what I'm going to – so that I can still be right. That's what I'm going to call this. <laughs> Bonus content one is actually what this episode is called. <laughs> so uh, thank you guys so much for listening. We are, again, recording in the Sports Channel 8 studio out of Durham, North Carolina. Um, follow the Arc of E on Facebook, Twitter, um, Instagram. Tweet at Max Gongware. Give them all your advice. Um, you can tweet at me at Mr. Underscore Sun Underscore Shine. At the time of this recording, I am at 396 followers. Ooh, so, so we'll see. We'll like... We'll see if it's gone up any. I mean, I'm, I'd love to hit 400, you know? That'd be I, neat. I think you can do that. People like you. You're a likable dude. Yeah, but only 396 people like me. No, they only follow you. Maybe more people like you. They just don't know that you're a leader and they should follow you. Ugh, I hated that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, thank you guys so much for listening. We'll see you back for episode five, which is what? I don't even know. What's what are, What's the next album? Rocking the suburbs. Yeah. <laughs> we just yeah, did Rocking no. the Suburbs. Over the Hedge? Over, I don't think that that's what we're doing next. That's not a, that's uh, not a Ben Folds album. It it's, might be Songs for Silverman. So, well, we'll find that out. I don't know. He's supposed to be the expert. You are really hurting your credibility on this one. I don't care. <laughs> uh, thank you guys so much. Um, we're going to play The Luckiest on our way out, and uh, we'll see you guys next time. Songs for Silverman. I mean, he did, he did Ben Folds Live and Songs for Goldfish between both live albums yeah well songs for goldfish is a lot of live stuff a lot of just like weird stuff it's a cool album but it's not worth talking about all right well we'll see you guys later
don't get many things right the first time. In fact, I am told that a lot. Fade out. And cut.